Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. And I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to grow your confidence as a leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm happy to have my guest, Tiffany West. Tiffany is the founder and CEO of Interior Health Design, LLC, an inner wellness company that promotes healthy living and soul-based healing from the inside out. She's an emotional care coach, helping women overcome anxiety and self-doubt. Nobody has that right. So they show up with more clarity, confidence, and ease to create the life they truly desire. She loves serving others and finds the most joy in nature, cooking, dancing, meditation, being a mom, and healing her body. Please join me in welcoming my guest, Tiffany West. And today, our theme is going to be how being too emotional is the secret to your success. Tiffany West, welcome. Hi. Thank you, Vicki. That was a beautiful introduction. Hi, everyone. So, well, the way this kind of goes is we get into question and answers, but I think it's always fair if we start to kind of break the ice with a simple question that you don't have to think too much about answering. And that question is, where do you live or where do you call home? I currently live in Hinesville, Georgia. Oh, gosh, we're neighbors. We could almost yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So close. So today we're going to be talking about the importance of prioritizing your emotional wellness in business and how it is often the missing piece in reaching personal and professional goals without burnout. And that so we are so much aligned because, you know, with my leadership for the 21st century, I talk about how important EQ is and really being able to lead with empathy and um, and then emotion like 40 years ago um, and 30 years ago when I first started working you you know never showed emotion you had to be had to put on your pants big boy pants and act like the guys and it wasn't until I was in my 50s that I decided, hell with this. I'm just going to mm. go ahead and I'm going <laughs> to lead from the heart and and um, really nurture people to be the best that they could be. So I'm so excited to hear 
all about what you do. So how comfortable are you with experiencing negative emotions? Oh, gosh. Um, Now I'm a pro, right? Self-mastery. But it wasn't always like that. But I do realize the importance of accepting all of our emotions because they're a part of us. Um, But what we're typically taught on, you know, a societal level and on an unconscious level is we've got certain emotions that are really good to feel. And we want to strive for those all the time. And then we've got other emotions that we just do our very best to avoid and um, distract and not go there um, because they're too painful. I mean, even if you think about a young child, when Mm -hmm. they're sad, I'm guilty of this with, you know, both my boys. It's like we want to hurry as the parent and help them feel better. It's it's Mm -hmm. like we're super uncomfortable with them being uncomfortable. So this notion to be able to feel into negative emotion and allow it space and value it as equally as you value your positive emotion has been the game changer for me. So Mm -hmm. I am very comfortable with feeling my negative emotion now. Now, is it easy? It's not always easy. Um, but knowing I have the tools and taking myself through the process of doing that, I practice it and I build that muscle and it gets easier and easier and actually very, um, soothing at the same time, you really get comfortable with yourself and feel a sense of self-trust that you've got your own back no matter what. Yeah. And that's important because, you know, sometimes that's all you have to lean on is yourself. Right. Right. And like you said, in in the corporate world or in the business world, I come from banking. Mm -hmm. Um, Emotions don't have any place there. I mean, if you're too Mm -hmm. emotional, you're not thinking with your head. Um, It's considered a weakness. And Mm -hmm. so unless you're feeling an excited emotion or a happy emotion, and those are always acceptable. So you really don't even get to show up in that environment. Um, when you're under that notion as your full self and your fully embodied self, and you're not able to perform at your highest. So I think it's crucial. I remember when I was in management training at uh, UPS and we, we went away for at that time for two weeks and it was intense training type of thing. And we had to do role playing quite a lot. And we, I had to role play a situation where I was the employee and the other person was the manager. And I just went all into full out emotional breakdown. And this poor guy had no idea what to do with me. <laughs> and, I, and I thought, you know, that's, that's a sad thing because, you know, there are so many opportunities for greatness in that kind of situation where you could really build such a great relationship with your employee but you have no tools, if you will, to, to work with it. So, Exactly. And that's a perfect example of how uncomfortable <laughs> we, we not only get with our own negative emotion, but when we need to be there for somebody else, we yeah. don't have the skills or the availability to be able to help somebody else through that. And like you said, that's an awesome divine opportunity to build connection Mm -hmm. and strengthen your relationship and bring out the best in your employees. But unfortunately they were just not taught. um, It's not common knowledge on how to feel Mm -hmm. and how to feel anything. Yeah, truly. As I said, so many opportunities and, and people wonder why, you know, probably you as well 
can make a difference and have people do things for you. And it's because of that trust that you built, you know, that, yes. in, that, that showing that you have the integrity and that you do have the empathy to understand how they feel. Yes. I think compassion is um, the missing link yeah. in a lot of those corporate environments and just really safety, like a, a lot of people just don't feel safe to feel intense emotions in that type of environment. So we deny them, we resist them, and that just creates so much discord inside. And it doesn't matter how much you think you're hiding it. It's really coming out in your energy and in your vibe. And it's more of an invisible effect that it has on everything around you. So that's why I believe a lot of people miss the impact that it can have mm-hmm. um, and the toll it can take on not just you, but everything and everyone around you. And that's why I just, it's so important to become aware and and become emotionally aware of how you're feeling and how powerful your feelings really are. And that kind of really goes well into the next question is, do you believe that some emotions are more useful or valuable to others? Um, And which ones do you think would be more valuable? Um, (laughs) I throw people off a lot when I say this, um, but I honestly believe those tougher negative emotions have the most value because they bring the most charge, energetic charge to you, and they really get your attention. I mean, if you think about how much effort we put into denying and avoiding and resisting a situation or a hard conversation um, with somebody we go through great lengths, we'll distract ourselves, we develop habits, we develop addictions, and we we develop all these modalities, and use so much of our energy to try to avoid those emotions when really when we can lean into the discomfort, when we can lean into the self doubt, when we can actually get curious about the anxiety, we can, we can learn there's so much intelligence in our emotions, and there's so much power in them, and we can learn what they're there to teach us and also discover what's underneath those emotions because typically when we're angry or we're feeling doubtful or scared or frustrated or anxious or overwhelmed there's usually an emotion under that wanting to be expressed Mm -hmm. and we can't get to it if we're denying it and avoiding it and we're also disconnecting from ourselves in the process of that resistance so I do believe that there is a huge value in all emotions and I believe that negative emotion um, once you can get to a place of experience in it as a part of you and an equal part of you and you're no longer discriminating parts of yourself you don't even have to categorize it as negative anymore it's just a really strong it's got more of an intense energy and Mm -hmm. that that lets you know that energy that it's coming with is there to serve you in the most powerful, impactful way. And it matches that type of energy and that kind of intensity. So, you know, that probably, as you were talking, it made me think that that's probably what keeps people from being as creative and as innovative as they could be because they're so worried about, Uh, you know, what, if they were wrong, what if they did it, it it wasn't the best idea, the best creative, or the, the, it wasn't going to be accepted. And so all those negative emotions about uh, self-doubt that keeps you from being probably the most creative person you could be. Oh, that is so true, Vicki, because I, 
personally experienced that, especially when I started building my business. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was really creative as a young child. I was actually really sensitive as a young child. And I was told a lot, you're too emotional, you're too much, you know, being looked at as my sensitivity was a bad thing or something was wrong with me because of it. And prior to taking on all of those um, opinions of other people, I was very creative and very free with my emotions. And I let, I felt them and they were very intense and they had me, they gave me the ability to create some amazing things. I was an artist. I love to draw and color and I love to write poetry and I would come up with like, I always thought I was going to be a teacher when I grew up. So I would create like <laughs> curriculums for my friends and they would come over and they would be like, wow, these are so cool. Your little paper. And I'd have all the colors on there. Um, but as I got older and I got very self-conscious about, you know, my sensitivity and being too emotional, it shut me down. And so in business, um, when I was working for the corporate world and in building my own business, it really blocked me from my creativity. And I felt stuck a lot um, in my ability to be able to create what my clients and what my audience could really benefit from hearing. Um, And it really took me being able to feel those negative emotions and confront them and honor them and embrace them to be able to come out of that. And now my creativity is just through the roof. I can't hardly handle it. (laughs) There are nights I'm up all night with all these ideas just flowing through. So it it opens up a whole nother world that you don't realize is available to you. Um, Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's so amazing. And and it's tied to the confidence, you know, with, you know, what this is all about is that freedom. Yes that you now can be all that you want to be and and your confidence each win you get whether it's the smallest win in the world but each win is is building that confidence oh yeah and being able to trust yourself that you don't have to have all the answers right now you don't have to know everything right now you just have to trust that that next thing or that next intuition or that next thing you feel like you want or that little desire kind of nudging at you when Mm. you follow that, um, it does build confidence because you do the littlest things that would be little to someone else, but it feels Mm. like a super big win. I know for me, and it's just like, Ooh, I can do this. And then you up level and you up level, and then you just get to see what you're fully capable of. And I think Mm -hmm. that really, um, is hidden in our desires. Um, Mm. and what'll happen is we doubt, we doubt that we could ever make our desires come true. We doubt that we could have them. We doubt that we know how to make them happen. Mm -hmm. So that self-doubt just kind of drowns out, you know, us actually leaning in and and following those desires and see where they take us. So true. So have you ever been told that you, well, you were too emotional, but how, how did you react though to those times when they said you're too emotional? oh gosh um even thinking back on it now I can feel all that emotional energy in my body like I'm hearing it again for the back then (laughs) um but it was always such a I always just felt really bad about myself like something Mm -hmm. was wrong with me I needed to get myself under control I shouldn't be acting this way just so much self-judgment um and criticism and self-rejection like I shouldn't be this way So I would really take on a a whole identity of trying to be something that I wasn't just to avoid being told that, like, and I got to a point where I was the total opposite. And then I would hear people tell me, 
especially in business or especially in relationships that you're not emotional enough. I can't read you. I don't know what's going on. Um, it seems like you have a wall up. So it felt like either way, <laughs> I couldn't win. It was just like a little cruise. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay, what do you oh, people want from me? I know. You want me Here, emotional yeah, or not? That's right. <laughs> oh, so, so many things we've gone through in our lives. So how often do you honor or accept your feelings? And and that's the gamut of feelings, not, you know, not just the negative, but the happy, the, the joy. I think, you know, as you were saying, you, you felt often stamped down and closed in. And, and that's not just your negative things, but you start to not have joy and, and happiness. Exactly. And I think that um, when you do that for so long, when you do feel joy, you're suspicious of it. You're wondering, why is this happening? What's the catch? When's the ball going to drop? Or it's hard to really enjoy it because you feel like it's going to be taken away, like it's not going to last. So I, I have learned through practice and practice and practice again Mm -hmm. to allow myself to stop because typically when we feel excitement or we feel joy or we feel those more uplifting emotions, we kind of get caught in the whirlwind and the spiral of them. And we really don't allow ourselves to like get present and ground Mm -hmm. into like, where do I feel this in my body? What's coming up? You know, can I get present in this? Can I find calm in this racing, you know, storm of positive up spiraling emotion? And so I make it a daily practice to really check in with myself all day long. Um, I used to be really paranoid that people would think I'm crazy if they saw me, you know, putting my hand on my chest and kind of talking to myself, but I'm always asking myself, how are you? (laughs) What's, you know, what are you feeling in there? And I just think the hand on my chest, you just feel the heat. There's so much energy in your hand Mm -hmm. and it just sends a signal to my body and my inner child that I, Hey, I'm here and you're safe to tell me what's going on and it's okay to feel happy. It's okay to feel joy. You don't have to worry about it going away and it's okay to feel frustrated and it's okay to doubt yourself. That's totally normal. You're stretching, you're growing. So having that inner dialogue with myself and literally talking to myself has been what's helped me practice really feeling comfortable with allowing myself to feel my feelings every day, all day, because Mm -hmm. there's so much information that lies in there. Emotional intelligence is a really, it's a real thing. Yeah, it is. And, and I, I too talk to myself, but I, I also um, find myself talking to God, you know, and that, that helps get me to where I need to be. All the time. God, my angels, I call Mm -hmm. them my unseen team. Like that's, that's my divine team. And I couldn't do any of this without them. And when I get connected to that centered part of myself, I, I feel and believe that that is where God lives. Like mm-hmm. that is when that's yeah. the, when I'm really anchored into the truest, most authentic part of myself, I am with God and that whole team. So, yeah, I love that. The whole team, the whole do you, team. Do you think that being vulnerable in a professional environment, like the bank um, for me, the corporate world of UPS um is still considered a weakness or are we making headway? Um, I haven't been in the corporate world since 2019. And um, 
even then when I was in it there, I didn't feel like we were making much headway. That's part of one of the reasons why I left is because I didn't feel like I was being validated or heard for some of the ways that I was feeling um, in, in my job and by people that I felt like respected me and really appreciated me until I wasn't able to perform at a level because of health issues Mm -hmm. um, that I had started off as performing. And as my performance wobbled, even though it was temporary, I noticed the shift in that respect for me. Um, It declined. Yeah. So I'm not sure because I haven't been in the corporate world. I would like to hope that we are making more room for emotional care and emotional wellness and people being free and feeling safe to express how they're feeling and have somebody actually listen um, and hold space for that. Um, But I'd probably have to talk to somebody who's in that world to see what they experience. But from what I've heard, it hasn't changed much. And that's heartbreaking. So that one of the things that I did last year was I joined uh, Darren Hardy. I don't know if you know him, but I do. he's my online mentor and I joined Hero's Journey. And uh, so he teaches um, the the whole how to navigate through the 21st century, which is what why I'm teaching it as well, because it's so impactful. But his very first lesson says to this group of executives in this company and to the world thousands of people attended his 24 weeks of training Um, if you don't have some women in the upper sea suite you need to go and get you some (laughs) i love that because the world is changing and it's not going to wait for you to figure it out and so that was so encouraging to me and uh, and that's one of the reasons why I accepted uh, the position to do this project back at UPS again, because I thought, you know what, I, I, I might not be a, an employee, I'm just a contractor there now, but maybe there's some way somehow I can make an influence. And, and that's why I still stay with Toastmasters and, and do what I do um, in this podcast is because if I can empower just a few, then they can empower a few and then we'll make a change. I love that. That's, that's it right there. That is the key. And, you know, I hate to get into the, the man woman debate, the gender debate, but it is, I do see an upswing of women in those higher power positions. Um, And I think that that does make a big difference when, women can come in and bring that compassion and bring that softness, but bring that feminine energy that's still productive, Mm -hmm. um, but empathic and compassion, compassionate as well. Um, I think that that brings more productivity out of employees and out of people in that environment. Um, It just might look a little different and it might take a little bit more time, but when the results start to populate or the fruit comes from that Mm -hmm. planting those seeds, I think that that's where all the reward is and you see all of the benefit. Absolutely. So do your feelings sometimes feel like too much? It's really just too much to handle. And Um, especially, especially you've got two boys. What ages? I've got a 17 year old and I've got a one and a half year old. So. (laughs) 
Okay. Okay. We could spend a whole episode on this. But yeah, I mean, that's such a gamut. Your emotions have to be all over the place. And, and, well, I get it. They can be. (laughs) They can be when I don't check in. And they can be when I, um, (laughs) when I allow the flood to happen. I call it the flood. And, you know, I, it's okay when it does happen because I'm so present now with myself and so accepting of whatever comes up, let it come up. I'm not always trying to control my emotions, but I'm always just very aware of mm-hmm. what's going on and how they're affecting me and how I'm showing up. And I will tell you that my oldest is just an amazing teenager. I get a lot of people who are like, oh my God, you've got a teenager and you're trying to keep up with him, but he's so helpful. He's so mature. He's, he's got all this freedom, but he's home. of the time helping with his little brother, taking him back and forth to daycare. Um, And then my youngest, I, I was a single mom with my oldest. So my appreciation for being in a different situation and having a a family unit and that, you know, my partner being there and fully involved Mm. appreciation is so deep and I'm so present and in a different space now that even having my young child, he actually helps me. (laughs) accept my emotions because he is so uninhibited and he feels like a billion different emotions in an hour (laughs) (laughs) and I admire him I look up to his little self I'm always just like wow I could really learn something from him and Mm -hmm. he's really been the one to teach me how to feel and it's okay not to be happy all the time like we have this sense of entitlement thinking that we're supposed to be happy all of the time. And I truly believe, and I learned this from um, a coach that I've never worked with, but I love her podcast and her name is Brooke Castillo, but she says 50% of your life is experiencing positive emotion. And then 50% of your life is, is meant to be experiencing negative emotion. And when you can fully embody and accept that your life is joyful because you're, you're feeling whole and fulfilled. And I feel like that's what my youngest is teaching me and my oldest mm-hmm. too, because he's c- turning into a man and he's got his hormones and he's experiencing highs and lows of his emotions. Mm-hmm. And the old me would go in and try to fix him or fix the situation and save it. And now when he feels negative emotions, as hard as it is for me and as triggering it is for me, I know that he's capable mm-hmm. of working through it. And he's learning more about himself. The more I can back off and give him space to feel through his own emotions, just like I teach everybody else to do. But it has been the hardest thing as a mom um, to not try to come in and fix and save. Um, But they both are teaching me so much with the, you know, the difference in where they are, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm so grateful and so happy. And, you know, everybody is watching everything that you do, that little guy and the 17 year old. And I'm sure your influences have help to make that 17 year old the man that he's becoming and uh, that little guy has now two examples to to look up to so kudos to you very sweet thank you I really appreciate it and I just my goal is to just be very conscious and spacious I just want to give my little guy he can feel whatever he needs to feel. And I don't feel like I need to go in and I'm even careful when he's crying or upset to be like, what's wrong? Oh my gosh. You know, and, and create like this conflict on 
it's not okay to just be upset. Like I, we don't have to go investigating for some reason. Like he just could be feeling a wave of emotion and I can be there for him. And yeah, it's really teaching me a lot. So thank yeah, you. Yeah. And to teach them to talk it out too, you know, don't hide it. Don't go to your room, you know, when yeah. I was, you know, 60 years ago, <laughs> it's like, go to your room, you know, uh, and uh, even I can remember at 12, my grandfather, who I adored, my mom's dad, passed away by, he fell downstairs, broke a rib, but it was actually two ribs and came home from the hospital because nothing to do with a broken rib. Well, that second rib punctured something and he had a massive heart attack and died in two days. And that was so unexpected. He was only 72 years old. And all of the emotions that I went through, everybody kept on trying to squelch them and, and have it hidden. And um, the only thing that really got me through it was I wrote a paper for school Mm. um that was submitted to for a contest or whatever but uh, the teacher just recognized that I needed to to get this out and I wrote this paper and that paper allowed me to express and and from that at that young age I learned when things go wrong I'm not going to hide it you know when I lose Mm. When I lost two babies, you know, I'm going to talk to people about it. I'm going to bring it out. And I think that's what I taught my kids. And hopefully my my daughter, who's got two boys, too, um, is I can see her kind of copying that. Like, well, why are you sad? What you know, why are you angry? That's a good yeah. one. You know, to don't have that anger build up, especially for young boys. Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, anger is a secondary emotion. So it's usually there to cover up a more vulnerable mm-hmm. emotion that, you know, you're afraid if you, if you let go of the anger, then you're going to have to feel whatever that is that's <laughs> under that. But um, yeah, being able to express your emotions freely is not something I was accustomed to as a child It was actually not okay for us to feel anything. It was mm-hmm. just be quiet or go to your room, like you yeah. said, and mm-hmm. there's no outlet for that. Um, and what I found is that it not only has an impact on you, but it and your emotional well-being, but it also impacts your physical well-being. Um, I know for me, I experienced a lot of health issues in, in my 20s and then going into my 30s um, that were unexplainable by doctors. And I've been doing a lot of this emotional work and releasing that stored energy and expressing myself and letting things come out and it's been helping tremendously with my mystery symptoms um so I just feel like when we don't express and we don't let those emotions flow freely the way they're meant to um it definitely creates blockages in the body um, that manifest as physical symptoms can you talk just a little bit more about the emotional freedom technique yeah so EFT is something that I got introduced to, gosh, probably over 10 years ago, but it was overwhelming to me at the time. Um, And I don't practice it regularly, but lately I've been inherently just doing it. I just like when I'm working through a tougher emotion 
or I'm feeling a lot of shame or guilt around something and I'm not sure why it's coming up. I love to use the heart chakra, like right mm-hmm. under your collarbone um, pressure point here to tap on. And what it does is it just helps me not try to fix the emotion, but it helps me give it attention One, you're mm-hmm. touching your body and you're breaking it up and you're letting yourself know I'm here and it gives your brain something else to focus on. So oh, you're allowing wow. your, your fingers to touch, but that's what it's helped me with. And then also just like naming it. I feel shame. Where do I feel this in my body? I get really present with it. I feel shame and it's okay. I feel shame and I accept myself. I feel shame and I still love myself anyway. And there's no end goal. It's not to get rid of the emotion. It's just to allow it to have a voice. It's allowing it to be able to express and be accepted and holding Mm. space for it. And I found that there's, um, I read that there's science on this, that there's a 90 second rule when it comes to emotions. And it usually takes about 90 seconds for an emotion to pass. So when we feel something come up, if you can give yourself just less than two minutes, Mm-hmm. To just let it be there, to just sit with it, not go eat, not go eat the emotion or distract yeah. yourself or Netflix the emotion or overwork or whatever it is. We've mm-hmm. all got our modalities. When you don't try to escape it and you just let it be there and you just sit with it, it just, it passes and you just feel like a lightness and a shift. Um, and you don't have to go up in your head and try to figure everything out, which burns more energy also, and isn't always effective. So emotional freedom technique has been something that I really respect. Um, there are, there's a guy named Brad Yates that I follow. I know Ayanla Van Zant, she uses it as well. And it's just a really powerful technique to get your brain and body on board and connected with each other and really give that energy something tangible, so that mm-hmm. it can break up and move through you the way it's designed to. And then emotional freedom is the key in that technique because it does free that emotion and it's not stuck anymore. And so doing it one time sense. might not be enough depending on how lodged in the pain or the trauma is. But if you can make it a practice, mm-hmm. um, I found for myself and for my clients, it's really effective and really powerful. And I think that goes all the way back to what we talked about in the beginning about how life is about just those little things that you do to make a change and they're not noticeable, but then over time, all of a sudden it's an impact. Yeah, that's, you just nailed it. I have to tell my clients that all the Mm -hmm. time because our brains want instant gratification. They want us to take a pill and feel better in 20 minutes. And it's just like, no, it doesn't work that way. Like how long has it taken you to build this habit or to build mm-hmm. this self-protection mechanism and to carry this emotion and bury it down. So you want to give it just that amount of time, if not more, sometimes it's less, but you want to give it some time for that to work too. And the, sh- the shifts are subtle. Mm-hmm. So you can't look for them with your brain. Your brain is very logical and it, it's, it's looking for tangible results. Mm-hmm. But if you can just trust that what you're doing is working and believe that it's working and it's soothing for you. It's just like working out. I mean, you don't go to the gym one time and do some sit-ups and have a six pack, but people go and they go and they go because they know they're building the muscle. And it's the same thing with the emotional work. You just have to just, the consistency has been the most powerful thing for me. That was not always easy in the beginning. I would do it and not do it and do it and not do it and get frustrated that I wasn't getting results. So I'm human. Um, but I would always come back to it 
And so I just learned that even though I wasn't consistent in the way I thought I should have been, I was inconsistently consistent, which was consistent (laughs) enough. (laughs) I love to say that. Yeah. So (laughs) consistency is going to look different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't have to follow somebody else's model of consistency that may have worked for them, but that's Mm -hmm. the beauty of getting to know you and your Mm -hmm. process and how you operate and checking in and just learning how you operate and how you want to show up for yourself and how often you're going to do it and, and honoring your process when you're working that out. So true. So true. All right. So we are at the part that, you know, I started with the easy questions. So now I have what I call the five rapid questions, the rapid fire. Um, So it's five words or phrases and you have a minute to respond to each one. So the first one is emotional intelligence. Um, Awareness. Am I just giving a word? No, no, you, I'm giving you a word or phrase. You can tell me what that word or phrase invokes with your, okay. uh, With you. Okay. Emotional intelligence is being aware of how you feel, being aware of how powerful your emotions are, where you feel them in your body. Um, what triggers you, like what, what it is that brings up or evokes an emotional charge and just really listening to the message that that emotion is wanting to deliver to you. I think there's a divine intelligence in our emotions and it's not logical and it's not coming from our head. It's coming from a whole nother source. And so to be able to like lean in and listen keenly is how you develop emotional intelligence. The next is gratitude. Oh, gratitude is so life-changing. It brings you into a state of presence. Like you can't Mm -hmm. feel grateful and anxious at the same time. They just don't go together. So with gratitude, it's the more you appreciate, you know, what you appreciate, appreciate. And if you can just even appreciate and think of things that you want, that you already have, To me, that's a level of deeper gratitude than just saying, oh, I'm grateful for this or grateful for that. But think about things in your life that you already have, your kids, your spouse, your home, your car, your mind, your health, like anything. Mm -hmm. And if you can just tell yourself, yeah, I want my husband. Yeah, I want my kids. I want my house. You can make a list of all the things that you already have. That's going to invoke the most appreciation and gratitude in you and really ground you in how grateful you are. And that goes back to just doing those little things, you know, every day, just talk, you talk to yourself about those five things that, <laughs> that you're grateful for that day. And, and it helps to keep your head where it needs to be to, to have that attitude, right? That's, yeah. positive. It's, you know, if you, if you can find five things every day that make you grateful, life's not so bad, right? And what I do, I love at night when I can't sleep and I have all this energy buzzing instead of (laughs) counting sheep, I count my blessing Uh, and, (laughs) and it's just like, I fall asleep to that because you it's, it may be a struggle if you're not used to training your brain to look for what's working and what you, you know, what is good in your life and what you would consider something to be grateful for. But when the more you practice it, you're going to run out of time to write it all down or to do it. You'll just have so many things. I know I used to write in a journal 
mm-hmm. every day before I go to bed on everything I was thankful for, for the day. And I would say, just start with five things. And that five turned to 10 and 10 turned to more than I could count. So <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. The more you focus on it, the more it grows. Awesome. Favorite getaway. I love taking baths and I love to read. So my getaways are mental patients. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I love going places and traveling, but I'm a highly sensitive soul. So sometimes getting out, getting on a plane, packing, like just the to-do list of that sometimes is more overwhelming than it is worth getting to the place. <laughs> so I've really learned about myself and what works for me. And I just love to just be in my own space, my own headspace, light a candle, just either turn something like light music on or nothing at all and just be with the silence and just allow myself to just be present. Um, And my getaway is going in. It's not going out. Cool. Favorite pastime sounds like reading and a bath. (laughs) (laughs) Those are current times. and pastimes Um, I would say some of my favorite pastimes are dancing Um, with the level of chronic pain that I've experienced I don't do it as much as I would like to but I'm working my way back up to it and I'm a third degree black belt in karate I did that as a kid I was really good at the time I used to compete and, and win a bunch of championships and at that time I didn't like it my dad forced me to do it and so I was you know being a kid and I was just pissed off um, so I really didn't take the time to appreciate my skill but I still got it like they, they say you never you never you know stop learning how to ride a bike um, it's the same thing so I love athletics and being athletic and dancing in nature I really love sunbathing and listening to the trees whisper and mm-hmm. yeah so past times and present times. <laughs> you know we are very much alike very it's amazing as you go through this we have to have a whole another segment about our childhood and what we love to do <laughs> yeah dancing is the, probably my favorite you turn on any kind of beat and yeah, it's over. I'm just going to be dancing and moving and grooving. So that my last word or phrase was best childhood memory. Ooh, I would say my best childhood memory was with my sister. Um, she was six years older than me. So my mom worked full time and we would be home alone a lot. And our parents were pretty strict. So when they would leave, that's when we would come unglued and we would do all of the fun things. So one of the favorite memories I have with her is we would slide down the stairs. We had a basement and it had the 12, 13 step drop and we would get in our blankets and wrap them up under our feet. And she would push me from the top and be like, are you ready? And then we'd have a bunch of pillows and blankets to break our fall at the bottom. So I'll never forget it. And so we would do that. And then as soon as we heard the garage, we'd clean everything up and get to work on our chores. <laughs> Make it look like we had been productive all day. <laughs> okay, your mom can't watch this now. <laughs> we can tell her now. She's too old. To, I'm too old. She can't spank you now. <laughs> she can't spank you. Yes, that was so fun. Well, it has been such a pleasure to uh, spend time with you this evening. Uh, and so we we were fortunate to um, learn about your story, uh, that you've given us some wonderful tips and, and tools that we could use to grow in our confidence. I, 
I'm going to share my screen so that people can get your contact information. So get out your cameras to take a screenshot of this. Let me just get this real quick. So there we go. Let me move this out of the way. Oh, no, wrong thing. There you go. You get to see my thing too. Move it back. Oh, well, there we by go. The way. <laughs> yes. All right. So why don't you talk a little bit about your free gift and that will give them time to do a screenshot of your website, your social media, and the link to that free gift. Definitely. The free gift is uh, an e-guide that I created from scratch just with some practical tips about 11 ways to really calm your inner environment, to create more peace inside. And it's called a calm home. And I'm talking about your inner home. So it's got some really fun and simple tips on how you can just really ground yourself and come back in when you've got things on the outside feeling like they're taking your focus or they're Mm -hmm. taking away from your peace that it's just a reminder that you always get to own how you feel. You always get to own your experience and you're always responsible for that in the most loving and best way. Not, not an obligation, but you always have a choice to decide how you want to think and feel about something at any time. And that's what the e, the e-guide is, is just giving you some simple ways to start training your brain to get used to how to respond to things and be focused on the inside versus some of the chaotic things that can happen outside of us on a daily basis. Awesome. And we also um, are opening up to having a conversation with folks, um, a wake up call. I love that. It's wake up <laughs> to the uh, possibilities, right? So yeah. your, web- your website is shown there. Um, again, we can find you on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And uh, there is the email of tiffany.coachme at gmail.com. Once again, uh, you saw it once, but I do want to do a plug. February 10th of 2022, we did launch a book that I'm a author in for chapter five, but it was a great collaboration of 21 females who are, as it says here, uh, fearless, fierce, and unfuckwithable in Ooh, life and business. <laughs> so we are unstoppable. And you can get that at Amazon in a paperback or an ebook. So pick up that book. But I, again, I just want to stop sharing. Thank you for just being such a wonderful guest. I had a great time learning about you. And uh, can definitely see a summit that we can uh, put on together with some other fierce women to help make a difference, to find our our way to make our world a little bit better by being those those women that live by emotional intelligence as opposed to a hammer. (laughs) Well... Um, so I would like to just uh, end it as I always do to say until next time, remember that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. Love Thank that. You. Thank you. Have Thank you. a wonderful evening and we will be talking to you on the other side. Thank you. Thank
Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.